Welcome to the Public Affairs Podcast, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. I'm your co-host, Brother Larry Jones. I'm also your host, KG Smooth. And we have on the line one of the city's best, Ankh. We're going to speak to a young man that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a few years as we continue to roll inside our local Houston BMW Center studios. And I want to welcome to the show, KG, one of the most solid individuals this city has ever had. He walks in the footsteps of his dad, who was a longtime politician and uh, I don't, caregiver is not the right word, servant. Okay. Servant to the community. Mm-hmm. He was that servant to the community. And Judson has followed suit, so I'd like you to welcome 2020 National Urban League President Judson Robinson. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. It's good to have you on. Gentlemen, gentlemen, great, great, great to be with you. Thank you for that that lovely introduction. Uh, you know, thinking about days gone by with my with my father and just being lucky enough to kind of live in the shadows of an individual who uh, devoted his life to others and had a lot to do with uh, putting his imprint on the city and, uh, you know, giving me something to kind of look at when I make decisions about what we're doing uh, in our daily lives and how it impacts not only ourselves, but, but others. So thank you for that. I, I appreciate hearing that. And I'm glad you know, some of us have been around Uncle Funky long enough to remember that. Well, no, your, your dad was truly a trailblazer, and I, I got here just in time to, you know, meet him and, and, and watch the work that he did for the community and you following suit. before. But KG has a lot of questions he'd like to get to. But, Justin, can you can you give us the, the national mission statement for the National Urban League before we talk about the conference? Well, the, the, the Urban League, uh, you know, is really intended to try to help uh, elevate communities of, of color. Uh, so, you know, over the past uh, decade, uh, they've helped some, you know, 10 million folks to, to do better in life. And that's really, you know, what it's all about from the standpoint of education and housing, uh, workforce development and training, uh, economic development and health. You know, uh, we're, we're trying to make sure that people get a shot uh, to make a difference in life. And, uh, you know, we do that every day through programmatic response. We do that through advocacy. Uh, we do that by making sure that, you know, people can walk into a location and get the services that they need. So, uh, you know, our, our mission is um, it, it's purpose-built to try to make sure that we are here to improve the lives of African-Americans and others uh, of color, uh, all minorities that need services and others. You know, we're here to help them. So we're thankful for that opportunity and bless them to do that work every day. Not only that work, but um, just the work of the community and the culture. I mean, the National Urban League has been there through all of the uh, milestones in the history of America, from the civil rights movement to um, to women's rights to uh, equal pay to everything, I mean, uh, getting behind to help fight the HIV-AIDS epidemic, um, being there for the Million Man March, and now we're here in 2020 and we're battling this COVID-19. Um, yeah. And so even though the conference is in August, like, where are you all with hosting this so far? Um, how, how are you all playing this out? 
Yeah, well, the, the COVID-19 is, is a big deal, uh, you know, for, for our entire nation and the world. You know, the United States is now uh, third highest in uh, the number of cases that have been reported globally. And so it, it's something that we really, really, really have to kind of keep our eye on, not only from our health standpoint, but also from the standpoint of, of our business community. We are uh, trying to help, you know, the more than 27 million uh, children of color who are out of school uh, due to school closures right now, and and not to mention just the you know the thousands of businesses that we have even here locally in Houston uh, that are trying to figure out how to make payroll, how to keep you know food on the table. Uh, so trying to respond uh, in that capacity where our programmatic response is it's going digital, it's going online. So we're using you know all the platforms of Zoom and go to my PC and all those other things that people do to make sure that, you know, their audiences, their clients can still uh, tap in, but also to make sure that we're, you know, advocating. We've uh, spoken with the mayor uh, about where we are and how the Urban League and other uh, minority-based organizations need to really be on the cutting edge of when the resources come that we can respond because, you know, we are the front lines. People will be calling us. Uh, inquiring about, you know, jobs because they've been laid off from the current job they have. So they're going to want to know where can they go and, and get work immediately. They're going to be dealing with their with their landlords and, and, and their mortgage companies to help, you know, bring the message that, that we have been impacted. But we still need to maintain a roof over our head. So what are what are their rights to ensure that that, that happens? Uh, and, and, again, you know, our children in school, we, we're going to have to try to find ways uh, to educate our kids and educate our parents about how they can, you know, educate their kids while they're at home with them every day. So we're we're going to be busy. So it's yeah. important that we're in a position to uh, respond uh, once this 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 crisis um, uh, not passes, but as it develops yeah. into the next phases, as all crises do. You know, yeah. we've been through all the storms in Houston, et cetera. And so there's always that initial response, and then there's that long-term recovery piece that organizations like the Urban League have to be involved in. You bring up a great point with um, teaching the kids at school, because I honestly believe that the school year is done. It's over. They're not going back. And there have been some innovative ways through other ISD programs like Spring ISD, HISD, have, uh, and that would be the Houston Independent School District for folk listening to the podcast outside, yeah, outside of, the state. of Houston. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But um, the kids went by the other day just to pick up their laptops Mm -hmm. and they're doing online virtual teaching in some of the districts. So they're starting to get back online. Mm. My number one grandchild said, Poppy, I'm going to pick up my laptop. And she was excited to begin to get back into the process of learning. So that's one of the innovative ways that we're trying to help bring some kind of normal back to this and it's a unique time Justin I, I Justin I, I I I'm again I applaud you the Urban League the national group coming in um, how many guests should we expect in Houston on that day and can you start to talk about some of the uh, highlights of, of the conference yeah so we're we're hopeful that um, you know this 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 crisis will pass people We'll have a lot of uh, pent-up demand to uh, return to a sense of normalcy, uh, that an opportunity like coming to a national conference where you're going to have uh, 
uh, speakers from all over the globe uh, to come and give the latest and the greatest information about, you know, the plight of black America and the things that we can do and things that are being done uh, that will enhance the lives of, of African Americans and other minorities across the globe. Uh, I think I think there will be a lot of excitement about that uh, as soon as we can, you know, we can feel better about, um, um, you know, what, what we see our future to be uh, in this city and in this nation. Uh, so beginning in, uh, in August, the 5th of August, as a matter of fact, is when we'll start uh, the actual uh, the actual conference. There's a big opening ceremony where Mark Morial, who's the national president, gives kind of the state of the Urban League and the state of black America uh, in his initial remarks. And then we'll open it up to a series of, of plenaries where you're going to have, uh, you know, national influencers, policymakers, entertainers, uh, thought leaders from across the country to come and speak to, you know, the registered guests who are part of, of the conference uh, from the 5th through the 8th. Uh, these types of, um, of, of activities will will take place. And as a, as a person who's been to a number of these, I can tell you, they, they are life-changing in terms of just the information that's shared and gathered and how it broadens your ability to think about yourself and your future and your community. I, I really encourage people to really try to be a part of this. And we're excited. You know, we, we still are optimistic that August the 5th, uh, this thing will, will come off and it'll bring a great degree of, of information, knowledge exchange, and fun uh, to our community, not to mention uh, economic development. But, you know, some 20,000 people have been reported to, uh, to attend. Uh, that's what we're banking on, but we'll see. We'll see. But, but certainly those who participate uh, will leave uh, better human beings as a result of, of being involved. I guarantee you that. In terms of, of membership and participation with the National Urban League and, and the conference, um, do the members, can members of other ethnicity groups, be it, you know, our, our Hispanic family, Absolutely. you know, our Shiite family, our, you know, Middle Eastern, Absolutely. whoever it may be, can they uh, join as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the, the National Urban League's been around since 1910. It's always been in the process of advoca advocating for uh, any underserved population. One of our biggest groups uh, these days are, are, are African-American women. And uh, Hispanics, uh, they, you know, people are really uh, serious about tapping into the, to some of the fantastic uh, program offerings that we have. And, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, that's the trend of, of, of populations that we're seeing who are taking advantage of our small business development programs, who are, you know, tapping into the first-time home buyer and financial literacy uh, type courses that we offer at, at, at little to no charge. Uh, so if you're committed to changing and improving your life, I encourage people to go to the website at www.haul.org uh, or, or to the National Urban League website and just learn about the myriad of offerings that, that we are able to provide to people, again, at little to no charge and, and you know we're, we're sponsored by lots of great corporations who understand and and get it when it comes to being able to help position communities to be stronger participants in the um, american economy uh, it's a win for everyone so it's a great model uh, that works we have a young professionals group we have a, a guild group 
um, which is uh, a more established uh, population of our society. Uh, so, you know, there's a place for everyone to fit, and we just encourage people to tr try to get on board and, and uh, do something that's going to be good for yourself and your community and your family. Judson, you are absolutely fabulous. You answered two of my questions I was about to get to. I wanted you to talk to a little bit about your mentorship, mentorship program and the, the youth, the young men and women who are coming in behind us. And, and how are they being postured and put in position for leadership with the Urban League? Great question, and I'm, I'm really proud to report that, you know, some of our current uh, elected officials or people that went through our programs just in the short uh, 12 years that I've been uh, CEO of the organization, uh, people like uh, Councilmember Tiffany Thomas and Amanda Edwards, who just, you know, recently had a very uh, admirable run for uh, U.S. Senate uh, and former council member. Uh, and others who are serving on school boards and, and other positions. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we've got a tremendous 20-year-old program now for our young professionals in which it's a very uh, leadership, uh, traditional leadership methodologies uh, that, are, that are employed to help make sure that African Americans get the same types of trainings that others have been getting for generations that teach them how to be involved and successful in their communities, uh, that teach them how to be involved and successful in their personal lives and their professional lives, uh, and that of uh, organizations like the Urban League. Because philanthropy and giving back, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is so very important. If you're not in a position to help someone else up the ladder, that ladder is eventually going to come down. So, you know, that's one of the main tenets of, of that, of that uh, leadership development program. And the Guild, uh, you know, again, you know, these are folks that, you know, maybe have children already or they might be trying to get a help a grandchild get through college, you know, making sure that they've got great information about how to how to save and how to plan for retirement and how to make sure that, you know, we're taking care uh, of their aging parents and how to invest successfully, uh, how to take care of yourself physically so that you can have a long and productive life. I'm just very proud of, of the programs and the concept of how the Urban League works holistically from the very young uh, to, to people my age and beyond. Uh, so, um, you know, again, a lot of this stuff will be available uh, for more learning at the conference. There'll be um, a, a Tech Connect kind of summit conference type thing where we'll be talking about the latest in technology and how we apply that to our lives. There'll be a career summit and networking fair. There'll be a, a one-day Small Business Matters Entrepreneurship Summit, where well, there'll be cash prizes for those that have the best uh, pitch competitions from all over the country. And of course, the Community Day, where we'll probably set a Guinness World Records for giving away backpacks and school supplies in partnership uh, with the mayor's office. So it's something I hope that people don't miss, be they registered or not. Uh, but certainly, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a once in a lifetime experience that you know, you only have a few of us civil rights organizations that have been around for as long as we have. Uh, right. So it's a, it's a great place to come and network and meet great leaders from all over the country. And what KG and I are both smiling about right now, sir, is that how this organization under your leadership has evolved through the years to stay current, stay viable. You hear a name like the Urban League and you think, oh, that, that's my granddaddy group, man. I ain't, I ain't doing all that. You know, they ain't doing nothing. And to hear the podcast today and hear you um, 
eloquently speak on the today things, the 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 the, the ear candy I heard on the, the the health and wellness, the tech aspect, uh, some tried and true philosophies and leadership that are to this day still in place. So while we're very proud of you and your work, sir, I just want to throw that in and, and let you know I heard you clearly, and I, I'm I'm proud to know you, so I appreciate you. Man, well, you, you are guys are tremendous public service, you know, KG and and uh, just the whole team, Sherry and all the folks over there um, that that make this 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 urban league work. You know, Pam McKay uh, proudly serves on our boards, great leader, and it it takes the voice of the community. You guys that have the ear, the heart, and soul of, of people that listen every day to help lead and guide. You know, our 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 interests. I mean, you indirectly kind of do that. And so it's an important role that that you play. So we appreciate we appreciate your leadership as well. No, we definitely appreciate you. And <laughs> Unc, to um, echo what you said yeah. earlier, he really is good. Oh this, yes, sir. This Jetson and, Robinson. And guess what? You should have <laughs> he heard my you, other ones. You should have heard his daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should have heard pops, man. Yeah, because I was going to ask about the highlights of the conference. Like one of the things I was looking forward to, but he already uh, touched uh, on that. So um, we're confident that. It'll all still go down yes. August 5th yeah. uh, through the 8th. I believe by then we will, we will be past um, where we are currently um, in the world uh, with COVID-19. Um, and you know what, KG? But guess yeah. what? With this podcast and their website, uh-huh. should, God forbid, but should it not happen, people who are hearing this now should be excited about what this organization is doing Absolutely. and go Click the yes, I want to donate button and yes, I want to learn more button right. and, and get involved. And where do they yeah. go, Judson? Uh, well, you can go to the website at www.haul, like a U-Haul, haul.org. And again, you can also learn a whole lot more at the, uh, at the National Urban League website, which is www.nul, National Urban League, uh, .org as well. And uh, from there, you'll be tapped into the Young Professionals, the Guild, all the programs that we do. Of course, the website now is, is evolving to, again, uh, make sure that we can respond to people in an electronic fashion, uh, more so than the, than the uh, direct face-to-face. Uh, but that's what we try to do, and I think uh, Uncle Funky mentioned that. We're trying to remain relevant. We're trying to make sure that we're meeting people where they are. Uh, when they get there and when we get there, hopefully at the same time, so that we can help uh, expand the the likelihood of success for our families because the information is out there. And uh, what we've got to do is just make sure everyone is as best plugged in as possible. And we're just one of those many tenants that help to make sure that that's available to you. So we uh, we, we really appreciate the partnership. We really well, well, we thank you for everything that you do, and we really appreciate you all. Um, again, the 2020 National Urban League Conference uh, scheduled for August 5th through the 8th at the George R. Brown Convention Center. Um, any changes that happens between now and then, uh, Judson, I'm sure yeah, you'll, we'll you'll come sure on you and know. let us know. Give us an update on, on everything. Yes? You bet. Indeed. So thank you so much for uh, joining the Public Affairs Podcast. Uncle Larry and I, we really, we really appreciate you coming on. Well, it's always a pleasure to uh, be with the Radio One family. 
And, uh, you know, we are family. We work together every day to help improve our community. So thank you to all the listeners and all those that support the station and, of course, the Houston Area Urban League. God bless, guys. Thank you, sir. And we'll be back with more of the Public Affairs Podcast. Welcome to the Public Affairs Broadcast. From your local Houston BMW Center studios, I'm your co-host, Uncle Fon Killary Jones. And I am KG Smooth. And Unc, yes, sir. Know, we are, the world is in a state of panic. It is in a unique place, sir, but you know our God is good. Yes, he is. And uh, with all of the information that's coming out about COVID-19, uh, better known as the coronavirus, um, people are acting a fool, buying up all the toilet paper. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> the, the stress level. I, I, I've heard because of the tornado that came through Tennessee, one of the major manufacturers of the toilet paper company, it, it makes it, toilet paper for all brands. Mm, it got blown away. Oh, oh, that's so. Where. That was part of the rush. Okay. And then you had the word when all the schools shut down, and people just thought that was the end of the world. So there was another rush. Yeah. And then the sun came up the next day, and they're like, oh. What am I doing with all this toilet paper in my house? It's, nothing's wrong. Right, it's so, nothing wrong. And, yeah. you know, and, and what this coronavirus is, it's going to attack your your lungs more than anything. But we we don't know a lot about this virus. Correct. Um, from what I understand, it's, it's something that has possibly been manufactured with some strains. I don't know. But we do have on the line someone who can speak to this. She is an MS, CNS, and has a PhD, and she's going to give us information about our immune system and um, and things that we can do mm-hmm. to help combat COVID-19. Uh, local wellness expert, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Miss Crystal Hadnot. Good morning. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Thank you, ma'am. Happy to be here. We've heard all the conspiracy theories in the world. <laughs> it's a man-made virus. It was developed in Wuhan, which is the capital of the biochemical lab for China, and they put it in bats. And I said to KG, who eats bats? <laughs> right. And all this. <laughs> and then I heard that it, that the original human coronavirus, it, it, the coronavirus originated, it, it's some sort of parasite that's in an animal. And so uh, somehow this came out, this animal, and a bird got got it and flew around with it and somehow it got uh to humans and there we had human coronavirus which is a very 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 small little virus that one can get over um but now with this new mutated whatever we got here um <laughs> that it, it, it it's a lot tougher and it attacks the body different crystal what exactly is COVID 19 help well, it, you know, it is a virus, and um, and it is possibly, you know, a virus that was created in animal forms, which that is very popular. A lot of viruses are, um, and they're transferred from, like, chicken plants, and that can later translate to actually humans once the, you have the consumption of that particular animal. So that's possible. Um, and, but there, you know, the, the, the verdict is still out on how it actually got started for COVID-19 hmm. and it probably will always be, <laughs> but it is an upper respiratory virus, correct? It is a controllable virus. Um, and, uh, and, and, and 
just like with the common cold or the flu or any um, bronchitis, any um, infection that is affecting the lungs, you should do the exact same things that you would do from this. The only thing about this one is the highly contagiousness of the actual virus and um, it affecting people, um, you know, because it is highly contagious. Um, so that's the difference for COVID-19. Um, and we, we have to respond the same way we would respond uh, to the common cold and flu. It's just that it's more serious when it's a larger population being affected by it. And, um, and those populations that are also, you know, highly affected by it are the same populations, our elderly populations, people with pre-existing conditions, people with autoimmune diseases, et cetera, are the ones that are also, you know, on that higher level of being um, with the exposure of the virus being affected the hardest. I'm glad that you mentioned that because um, there's information out there that, you know, one group is susceptible, uh, susceptible to it more than others. You know, mm -hmm. uh, people 60 plus um, have a higher risk. Um, yeah. uh, 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 as you said, people with autoimmune disease um, have mm -hmm. a higher risk. But there's a group of folks who are a little immune to it, like young kids. How we haven't heard any cases of children um being diagnosed or at least dying from it um we mm -hmm. bear, we we're just now hearing about people of color or people with melanated skin um who um are contracting the the virus so mm -hmm. can you uh, dispel some of those myths and well, I, are it, some it, of these things true because we, we we're looking yeah, at I the mean, numbers well, if you if you um younger kids they get they get a cut or bruise or they get they come down with a virus, um, they bounce back way quicker than a person who's in their 60s, who lung capacity is not the same, um, who muscles are don't function the same, who auto who immune system is not doesn't have the same bounce back. So age is a factor. Um, in it, and that's true. This is because the body is just very different, and also people who already have pre-existing conditions. That's different because when we're talking about a virus like this, if you already have inflammation in your system from another disease, adding more inflammation just make that disease worse, and your symptoms worse, and it could lead to potential death. Because I tell you, if you look at all chronic diseases that people die from, the underlying factor is inflammation. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you have a high level of inflammation in your body, whether it's in your lungs, um, in your joints, uh, in your muscles, um, in different various organs, you are going to have an adverse reaction to every little thing that happens from your immune system from that point. Oh, wow. So you just took my next question because I was asked, what about people with diabetes, maybe with, uh, sickle cell, HIV, you yeah, know, things so, of that. Yeah, just like sickle cell, those 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 chronic ailments that have that high burst of, of inflammation, it has, it takes a toll on your immune system because your immune system has to operate, you know, harder than the average person who don't have that inflammation. And if you have 
lupus, which is already an autoimmune disease where your your immune system already doesn't operate the way it should, uh, it's going to have a tough time trying to repair a, another set of inflammation being entered into the body because now it's trying to fight not just your lupus and inflammation from your lupus, but now it's trying to fight inflammation that builds up in your lungs from a virus. So, Crystal, you're going to bring the podcast the silver lining. You're going to tell us what we can use to help build up our immune systems mm-hmm. and help yeah. us get not and and, and not even the the the, the COVID nineteen. We're, we're in a unique seasonal season right now yeah. with yes. allergies and all that. Pollen is yeah. Yeah, especially if you live in places like here in Houston, where all the allergens are at its highest levels. Um, you have already dealing with a level of inflammation entering into your lungs um, and affecting uh, your eyes. And you may have, you know, some of those symptoms that may mirror COVID-19. Um, and also, if you already have symptoms of a cold and the flu and you get exposed to COVID-19, your body is not going to prepare, it's not going to repair itself the way or at a faster rate as it would if it was a healthy body. So the key is just really keeping your immune system armed. Um, And I tell people there are things that you could use to, what people don't understand when your immune system, there are foods and minerals and vitamins that can not only fight, help your immune system fight, but it can also help protect your immune system, also maintain your immune system, and also produce the healthy cells that your immune system needs to survive. So there's different aspects because a lot of people talk about protecting, but you have to support your immune system to fight, maintain, and produce the cells that it needs to produce. And what are some of those things that uh, we can take to help combat well, the, it, to keep, to yeah, keep our so immune system the, up. the popular thing is people look at things that help your immune system fight or ward off infections or virals or bacteria. So those are your antioxidants, like your vitamin C. And that can be found in your citrus, fruits, berries, uh, strawberries especially, uh, vegetables like broccoli. You have green and red peppers. So those are antioxidants, foods that are high in antioxidants that can help you fight, help your immune system fight. But it's also you need the vitamin E to help your immune system maintain. So there are foods to help you maintain your healthy immune system, which is your almonds, your nut butters, your sunflower seeds. Those things are high in vitamin E which help maintain the integrity of your immune system. And then you have minerals that like zinc that help you produce the healthy cells that your immune system needs. And you can find that in like cashew nuts, chickpeas, oysters are my favorite food to eat to get the zinc and the minerals. But if you, you can do all those things, but if your immune system is not being regulated or getting the jump start and the rest that it needs to repair and do the things as things that it needs to do, you can only do that with sleep. So you yeah. can be taking in all the vitamin C, all the vitamin E, all the zinc. All but the if you're not D. getting the proper rest, your immune system is not going to be able to regulate to fight, maintain, or produce anything. Mm. Crystal, what's the um, what's the benefit of, of hydration? 
Hydration is just important for your body in general. Your body is 70% water. And so if you're not hydrating, your body can't absorb nutrients, the nutrients that you need, the vitamin C, the vitamin E. So if you're not properly hydrated, your body is not absorbing the nutrients the way it needs to absorb it into your body. And your body is not functioning the way it needs to functioning. It can throw out your gut and the way your gut process, even if you're taking in all the vitamin C, vitamin E, zinc, um, because people are probably overdosing <laughs> right now on all these item, items right now, like buying all the pills and vitamins, because I actually went to the grocery store and noticed that things like, you know, elderberry, echinacea, vitamin C, zinc, vitamin E are being taken off the shelf. Oh, finally, people it's, finally got smart and, and discovered that, like, that. oh, yeah. no, wait, it's not the food that I need. It's the vitamins yeah. and the mineral that's going to keep me yeah. from catching so COVID-19. Keep that. They're finally. starting to keep that. But, but if you're not getting the right amount of water, you, your body can't process those vitamins the way you need to process it so can and we break people, down some of these um but because i know you mentioned c e uh zinc um we had the tox doc on um mm-hmm. she mentioned uh c as you did but she also mentioned uh, vitamin d3, d3 yeah. uh and yeah, vitamin, vitamin k2 yes so especially for African-Americans, because we do have this nice thing called melanin, our body doesn't absorb vitamin D. So a lot of us are already naturally vitamin D deficient. deficient yeah. um, and so uh, because our skin protects it and we don't get the natural sunlight the same way, you know, it's a plus and a minus. <laughs> right, right, um, right. And so um, sunlight is the best way to get that vitamin D. And that's source. how I prefer to get my vitamin D. Like, you know, spend yeah, the day at the beach yeah, or laying by the know, pool and but, just, But you I know. tell people, but you also, vitamins are interdependent. And so that's also needed to be understood. Certain vitamins don't absorb and operate the way they need to if you're deficient in another vitamin. Mm-hmm. So all these kind of like work hand in hand, and that's what people need to realize. So should um, you? So when you take the individual vitamins, should you take them separately and not cocktail them together? Well, it's it's not a it's not a like a template or a cookie cutter because it depends on a lot of things. Such as, um, I, I was talking with a couple of clients, understanding that. Some of it may have interactions if you're taking prescription drugs already for mm. any other conditions. Um, it depends on your current state of health. So it just really depends on your diet intake. So the timing of that is different for everybody. Uh, what's really important is that you're also taking these vitamins with food and drinking water. That's kind of universal for everyone. Um, and, uh, I know also a big one that everybody is like, cause it's like the Google, uh, or the, I call them the IG doctors or the IG nutritionists <laughs> that are out there who really don't have a certification or telling people to like, go get things like the elderberry, mm-hmm. um, which elderberry is a really good thing for your immune system. But if you're, for instance, if you're taking a prescription drug, um, like if you are diabetic, so you're, um, your medication or you have an autoimmune where you're taking steroids or you have cancer and you're taking in chemo treatment, it can have a negative 
um, interaction with your drugs that you're already taking into your body. Mm. So be cautious of that. Because some are some vitamins, some of them are oil-based, some are water-based, and they are natural diuretic. So um, if you're already taking a diuretic and now you're dehydrating yourself, so you also got to be cautious of that. If you're a heavy coffee drinker and tea drinker and you're taking in things that are uh, water soluble and you can be dehydrating yourself as well. So it's just really understanding um, the complexity of it. And because there is some level of complexity, I've been literally like if people reach out to me offering that one-on-one free consultation assessment of people who are concerned, especially if they're taking prescription medication. And that's why we brought up the, the question of the, the hydration because of all of the mm-hmm. things that Dr. Google has to offer. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. So yeah. I tell people, do the, not Google. Yeah, the Google one thing I haven't seen is yeah, no one's talking about increased water. Yeah. 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 You, if you're taking in, especially um, high concentrated of vitamins and minerals um, through peels and not through natural foods, which is why I kind of promote and let people know what foods offer those vitamins, because if you're taking in high concentration, you have to stay hydrated because the peels are a high concentration of that particular vitamin. Um, But you can also, I just tell people, just don't worry about the peels, just eat the food. Yeah. That has those vitamins. Is there, um, do you have a list of, of these like on your site or is it available for uh, people to check yeah, out? Where, so where, where do we need to send them? It's available on my site soon, but I definitely already have it up on my IG page for those that um, are on Instagram. I do already have that information up for people because I really want them to understand what foods are available to them where they're not also just overdosing and overloading on people. And what's your Instagram, Crystal? Instagram is just regular at Crystal Hatnot. Okay. At Crystal yeah. Hatnot. Well, listen, we're going to go over to the gram, make sure that people go to the gram, make sure you <laughs> follow her. Um, mm-hmm. And we really appreciate you uh, coming on, educating us about COVID-19, yeah. things that we can do to combat it. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> yeah, stay safe. Yeah. Stay safe and stop stressing and anxiety because that's another thing that has an adverse effect on your immune system, stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Crystal had not Your we... gut and your brain is definitely connected. <laughs> Crystal, we appreciate you being on the Public Affairs podcast from your local BMW Houston Center Studios, addressing local issues that affect our nation and shape our world. God bless you, my sister. You've been a, a plethora of information that we so needed today. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Indeed. And we will be right back.